Should record? We're recording right now. Okay, okay. Uh, let me just do that. Um, <clears throat> hey, everyone. I am Jeff. And I am Aaron. And this is The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. Um, on today's episode, uh, I had a kind of an interesting idea. So I remembered a while back hearing about this, this, this survey. And the survey is the 36 questions that lead to love. And I thought, man, those are going to be pretty interesting, right? So I figured uh, we'd, we'd, we'd read the list and give our opinions on them and see what we think. Um, do I expect to fall in love with Aaron? That's impossible. I already am. So it's Aww. fine. Oh, that's so sweet. No. Um, no I'm going to leave really. now. <laughs> oh. um, um, so it's funny. It's a New York Times article called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. And um, in Mandy Len Catron's modern love essay, to fall in love with anyone, do this. Oh, boy. She refers to a study by the psychologist Arthur Aaron? A-R-O-N. I don't know. And others that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of personal questions. So now, obviously, this is going to be a bit different for us. For one thing, we're not strangers. And two, we're two straight dudes. So I don't think it's going to work. Um, but still, well, come join us. questions. Yeah, join, join us on this journey. Um, I, I will say this. They are set up in three different sets, uh, three sets of 12. Mm-hmm. And knowing us and how long it takes us to do We're anything. Probably not going to get through all of them. I'll be surprised if we get through the first 12. And we might skip over some that are... Oddly personal? Yeah, like the one talking about what relative you'd want to die or something like that. No, I don't think that's exactly the tone. I don't think it's like, okay, if you could put right. a hit on a relative, right. which one... Right. It was more like if a relative... If a relative is to die, which relative would you like to die? Yeah. By the way, that's question. question 35, so that's oh. a bit skipping ahead. Um, we're we're going to start with one. And, okay, do you have the list up there as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, number one is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? This question is a very common question. One that always bugs me, because it doesn't say whether this person is alive or dead. Right. I mean, I, I, I always like to go with alive or dead, because it's a little bit more interesting. Right. What's interesting about this question is when I took the SATs years ago, um, are you trying to think of how many t- years ago it was when you took yours? Yeah. I want to say mine's 12. That seems wrong. Mine was like 18, I think 18 years. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been t- 10. 10 is probably more appropriate for me. You're eight years younger than me? No, but let's see. I went through five years of grad school, four years of college, and you usually do SATs at the end, mm-hmm. so that's nine. It's been two years since grad school, so that's 11. All right. And I'm going to... Oh, my God. All right. Let's 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 get okay. back to on N- topic. N- different question. Uh, the passage of time is scary, and we don't want to talk about that anymore. We already talked about that one. <laughs> it's true. That one went weird. Um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is when I took the SATs, one of the questions I had was... If you could have a dinner, uh, if you had a dinner with anybody in the world, living or dead, it was, on your SAT. Who, it was one of my SAT questions. I remember that. Uh, I can tell you who I answered because I remember this very vividly because it was one of those weird things where my brain decided to start. Uh, it was Einstein, not mm. Einstein, um, Edison. Mm. Uh, mm. And the, the, obviously, the reason I chose Edison was like, I want to sound smart, so I'll say the inventor. Even though he's kind of a terrible person. I mean, this is high school me. High school didn't, me didn't know anything about Tesla, so. This is true. Um, but then the, uh, what's interesting is the, another question on that SAT, oddly I remember both of them, was is it good to have high expectations or low expectations? Hmm. Uh, and I went with it's good to have low expectations because it's 
it's far more interesting to have low expectations and always be amazed as opposed to having high expectations and always be disappointed. Yeah. Um, um, I think I would always struggle with um, does low expectations mean you're being pessimistic all the time? See, actually, I have a friend that calls me pessimistic all the time and it's not pessimistic. I would like to consider myself optimistically pessimistic. My dad always says he's being a realist. Yeah, realist is a little bit different. But... But, but back to the question itself, who would you have as a dinner guest? I'm not sure. Honestly, if this person actually existed, I would be fascinated to have Jesus as a dinner guest. The, for multiple reasons. Well, Jesus and like some sort of translator, because obviously. Well, if he's Jesus, he should be able to, you know, just, you know... You, speak any language any you don't want just some some random jesus no i want the jesus i want the i want the jesus christ yeah, that would be a pretty interesting question I feel like we're getting a little close to religion now wanna, wanna, that's, that's, yeah, that'll, that'll be, be that'll be a later podcast um um I, I just think it would be because it was he's such this huge figure in i mean everywhere any yes. religion whether the religion believes in him in him or not i think it matters he exists in in popular thought i don't know what the right word for that is <laughs> religious mythos right um that a i want to if want to know if he's real like even in i like the idea that you're given this mystical opportunity to interact with anybody and you're like i could prove christianity wrong right here right now maybe i'd prove it right <laughs> i don't know i just think it would be fascinating i think no i agree i agree it'd um, be an interesting question interesting to talk to him about things and also be like Hey, so you see the world that we have right now? Is this what you were hoping right, for? Exactly. Exactly. There's a, a quote. I don't know if it's actually by Gandhi. It's always attributed to Gandhi. Sure. Just like a lot of quotes was um, something along the lines of, I like your Christ. He's amazing. I'm not so fond of your Christians, though. Yeah. Um, it was a, more eloquently put it put than that. Yeah, but. especially it wasn't put it. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me think. Uh... Also, my first instinct is, you know, one of my heroes. Yeah. But it's one of those questions, do you ever want to meet your hero? Yeah. And also, I don't know if I could have a whole dinner with him and be, like, yeah. not crazy. Yeah, um, I, that's that's always the hard, the hard thing of, this person could make a really cool dinner guest, mm-hmm. but would I make a good dinner guest for them? with that person? Yes. Um, but like, I would love to have dinner with Patrick Stewart, but I feel like... I would be fainting the entire time because it's Patrick Stewart. And I feel like he'd be insulting you the entire oh, time. Oh, he totally would. He totally would. That'd be pretty good. Um, it would be amazing. Um, but uh, so who... So the person that I think would be really... There's there's two uh, in my mind. The first one is Bernie Burns. Uh, he's the he's one of the people that started Rooster Teeth. Oh, okay. Um, which is a company that basically started on the internet... Uh, making videos from... This is not an actual plug. We're not getting paid for it. So no, no, of course not. And Sadly. However, if we were, that'd be super awesome because highly respect these guys. Hey, Rooster Teeth. And yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting just to pick his brain. The problem is I imagine since he's pretty, not famous, but like pretty well known in his, his circle of people, he probably gets talked yeah. to fans a lot and yeah. I feel like I'd fangirl just a bit too much. I know, that's always... Fangirl, that was very sexist of you. Uh, that's the phrase. Fan boy. I, I guess. I'm just saying. Fan it's person. Weird. I'd fan person all there over the place. 
That sounds really Phrasing? sexual. Phrasing. Phrasing. Um, uh, title of your sex tape? No. I, I, we did just watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, the other person that I think would actually be more interesting, not more interesting, but more um, easy, would be Miles Luna, who is another person in Rooster Teeth. Uh, and he's one of the like lead animator and like story director guys. Uh, one, he just seems like a really fun person to hang out with. But two, he has a really interesting personality and drive, and I want to know how... And like how he's able to yeah. maintain that or yeah it'd be interesting those are the two people that popped into my head immediately yeah um, I mean it's such a hard question to answer because it's you'd want to meet some pe- people for different reasons and you'd want to have dinner with them for different reasons it's kind of like the same thing with friends like there are certain friends I see movies with a lot yeah and there's other friends that I will go on a hike with that, sure um, so it's just like I get the I get the idea of the question. If you had to pick that one person, who would it be? Um, so I just always struggle with those. So I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce something. We can we can totally get rid of it immediately. But I say after each one of these questions, we say what percentage of love we are feeling right now. Uh, starting with the baseline because this is the first question. So we're gonna go with baseline of fifty percent. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm good with fifty. So if I start hating you more, oh, we'll, go, I see what you're we'll go lower. If I start you know loving you more. We'll probably still stay at 50% because, again, two straight guys. Feeling very uncomfortable right now. Seriously, we can drop that. No, I'm we not can feeling stop right uncomfortable now. at all. We, it's, this is a safe space. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I'm down to like 30. Oh, well, that's fair. Mr. 5%. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Second one. It's actually, this is actually a good question. I, I like this one, yeah. too. Uh, would you like to be famous? And if so, in what way? Um, I believe I answered the last one first. Okay. I can take the first one. So, uh... Sorry, I'm reading the third question. Go. Oh, good. Some anticipation for the future. Um, Yeah, so would I like to be famous? Well, I wouldn't have started the podcast without some idea of wanting to be recognized, right? Yeah, totally. Um, At the same time, I'm perfectly cool being the guy that's in the background Mm -hmm. that is the reason that things are cool Mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily the person that's um, being the cool guy. Yeah. So in my line of work, one of the only ways that we show – not progress, uh, not profit, our self-worth, mm-hmm. uh, but like for the job is by writing papers and getting them published and getting them cited. I do not like this process whatsoever, and I would much rather be the person who writes the code that gets the really cool result that eventually gets published in a paper, and maybe I'm mentioned somewhere in there. I really don't care too much about being on the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a bit of a, like... You are not a Sheldon Cooper. No. God, no. I hate... I hate... For a number of reasons. Yes. One, it's more work. But um, there's actually a bit of a problem because of this. Uh, we're currently wor- I'm currently working on three different papers uh, with a group of people. And one of that group is very like, oh, we have to make sure that we have as few authors on this paper as possible so that we can all be like as, you know. Oh. And I'm like, I don't care. Let's just write the paper, right. get it done with. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. And it, yeah, basically dealing with... Do I want to be famous? Yes. Do I want to have a huge ego that must be satisfied? No. And I feel like being famous tends to lead to that second thing. I'd agree. I think it would be, um, there's a lot to being famous. Like you can't just be like, oh, I know that person. If you're really famous, there's all these expectations and obligations and there's a lot of baggage with being famous. Yeah. So... Would I like to be famous? 
I'd like to be recognized. I think similar idea yeah. to you, but not necessarily, you know, famous like a celebrity or I whatnot. Um, now, if I had, to, if I didn't have a choice, if I had to be famous or something along those lines, if the question was not would you like to be famous, but you're famous, what would you be famous for? Oh, okay. Um, it would definitely be something intellectual. Oh. Um, either, um, you know, something along the lines of thought. That pro- like kind of like kind of like in the, the the vein of this podcast, like kind of thinking things or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. you want um, to be known as a good thinker, right? Or um, something that I've done good for humanity, either as like a politician or a philanthropist or something like that. Uh, I, I, it makes sense. It feels kind of like I'm paying lip service a little bit. Like, ooh, I want to be a good person and be recognized. No, for see, it, I don't but... think so because I, you know, I've known you. And you're the kind of person that goes to Washington D.C. to do um, what was that march that you? Oh, made? that was the March for Our Lives. That was the uh, the gun control march after the uh, shootings in um, uh, Florida at um, whatever the school was in Florida, Sandy Hook. Yeah. That, um, so I don't think your answer of if I was famous, I'd want to be famous for yeah. some human right mm-hmm. thing. That seemed perfectly not not even remotely yeah. disingenuous. I think that basically there is something nice about being recognized regardless. I think it would be super cool to someday be walking down the street and someone go, "Oh, hey, you're Jeff from that pod." Right. I think that'd be neat. Yeah. And then we talk for a little bit, and then I eventually realize I don't like talking to people, and they mm-hmm. leave. Huh. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've pushed that one to the ground. Um, Driven it to the ground. There's a there's a phrase. There's what is that phrase? Kick the dead ground. No, that's kicking a dead horse. Actually, it's beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse? I'm pretty eh, sure you whatever. beat the dead horse. You, you, you get what we're trying Either way, to say animal abuse. Okay, so the third question, this is the one I laughed about, because um, I think other yeah. people who hear this may start laughing. Before making a telephone call, uh, do you ever rehearse what you were going to say and why? Is, are you laughing because telephone calls are non-existent or because literally everyone always rehearses everything always? Yes, both. Because it's a combination of the reason I don't like phone calls is because I always feel like I have to rehearse what I'm going to say. Yes. And text messages are just so much easier because you can write it and realize, oh, this was stupid. I'm going to delete it yes. before I send it. Whereas a phone call... No editing. Right. No love. Um, There's a... I mean, unless unless you're leaving a message, and that's that's the other thing, is when I'm calling someone, I hope I can leave a voicemail. Really? If I call somebody, anybody, and it gets to the, hi, this is so-and-so, please leave a hang up immediately. Well, it depends on who I'm calling. So, like, there are times I have to talk to clients. Like, if it's a friend, I usually don't leave a message. That's fair. But if I need to talk to a client, there's so many times where, like, I'd rather leave a voicemail and then be in the voicemail. FYI, it is easier and faster to get in touch with me either via text or email. Yes. But if I, you know, have to talk to them, I definitely, before calling, think, like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to say it. Yep. Even if there's... it's. Just a call to like, hey, let's schedule something. It just it reminds me of a a gim a gim Jim Gaffigan joke, which mm. is essentially um, I hate something along the lines of like I, I hate calling up the pizza place because you know the answer is like, ah, this is Domino's. What would you like? And he's like, what what's with the trick questions? He obviously does it better because he's you know a right. professional it's, it's comedian. Good, yes, but basically the idea of even though we know that the pizza person is going to ask us, you know, toppings. It's still shocking. Yeah. I remember in high school once, I actually, this is when, you know, people actually listen to the radio still. And it yeah, was, the, the well, um, and it was one of those shows where you could, you know, call in and request a song. Cool. 
And I called in, and I was like, I'd never called in before. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I called in and requested a song, and I got so nervous on the phone. Like, I had this, I don't even remember what it was. This was going to say something funny in my way to request the song. And it just kind of like, they answered and was like, uh, um, I want to uh, I want to listen to this song. And I could totally tell the person on the other end was like, okay, sure, good for you. Yep. You, you called in. <laughs> well done. I was going to say, I don't know if you'll take offense to this, but I think one of the quickest signs to knowing you're dealing with a millennial is when the most anxiety that person has in their life is making a phone call. Honestly, I feel like it's not even just millennials. Um, like, I am very much on the border of millennial Gen X or whatever the hell it is. Sure. But even I know, like, my sister, I guess, is also kind of on the border. She doesn't like making phone calls. I mean, my mom doesn't like talking on the phone. Yeah. But um, I don't think she has any problem with, like, uh, in our family, if there's a customer service thing that needs to be dealt with, at least back when I was living there, uh, you always had my mom do it because she's yeah. the one that was going to get it done. Uh, me and my dad are a little bit more like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. We'll just deal with it as yeah. we go. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, phone, yeah. phone calls are bad. It's, it's just a funny thing that it's... I would much rather talk face to face, yeah, than over the phone. Yes, a hundred percent. And so it's 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 kind of what's either there is no verbal communication; it's just text message, or it's verbal and visual all at once. Yes. Like, the, so that's the reason why I hate the phone. So the problem with okay, text message has the problem where you can't really uh, emphasize. No, you can't really it's convey di- emphasis. Right. It's the tone of voice is really hard. Right. But, I mean, emojis have helped, but... At the same time, it's... Everyone kind of knows this, and so text messages more or less kind of used for either over-the-top sarcasm right. or, like, direct... Talking in person, you get the nonverbal communication via, like, hand gestures or facial expression kind of stuff. The reason phone sucks is it is instantaneous, so you don't have the benefit of being able to edit, like, text messaging. Right. But you also don't have the edit to re- the ability to react to people's body language. Right. And so you're in this, like, weird, awkward zone. Well, especially if there's a delay on the phone. Yes. That is the most... Or, it's like, you hear yourself back. Oh, my God. Well, there's definitely times... Like, I talk to my dad on the phone a lot, and mm-hmm. that's it's very different. But times the connection, for whatever reason, there's a, there's a delay. Yeah. It may even be only, you know... A couple of milliseconds. It's noticeable. But then you start talking over each other yes. and not realizing it. Yep. And it's just like... Insanity. Right. And then somebody gets frustrated and it's just yeah. like, oh my God, there's a delay. Just when you're when you're done talking, just stop for, for a second. Yes. Um, but yeah. No, telephones are weird. I hate them entirely. Um, yeah. So I guess question four? Yep. I think we're... Yeah. What would constitute... Beat it into the ground. That was the... We've beaten that question into the ground. Really? I still think it's by beating a dead horse. But I feel like that... Anyways. They might be both phrases. Um, You're going to have to go to idioms.com. Question four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? The silence is... It totally depends on the day. We don't actually need to whisper. I know that's true. Um, it's probably actually bad for the audio. Actually, We're not doing an ASMR podcast. It's true. Picked it yet. up though. Yet. I feel that would be really uncomfortable with the two of us. Well, especially because never mind. Anyways, um, <coughs> sorry. So there are definitely times if I've had like a really long week, a perfect day is doing absolutely nothing. That was almost exactly the answer I was going to give. But there are other times, I mean, and that's like 
there's this just glorious feeling of waking up and not having to really wake up. You can just do jack yes. shit. The ability when you wake up normally and you realize I can just lay here for another ten hours right. and no one would care. Exactly. That's it's a good this, time. Yeah. On the flip side, if you do that too many times in a row, it's no longer a perfect day. It's kind of a not yeah. not not a good day at all. Yeah, then it becomes a little bit sick. Yeah. Um actually this is a perfect opportunity to mention that that thing. Um I've gotten to the point in my life where I'll make plans with people. <laughs> and then yes, you know exactly where I'm I going know exactly with this. Exactly where you're going with this. Uh and whenever I get a text message from them saying, oh, man, I, I had to cancel for extra – in my mind, I'm dancing, being like, yes, the day is mine again. Yes. It's like there's even though hanging out with them would have been fun. Right. There's there's definitely something – and this is completely unrelated to the question now. But there's totally something about being invited to be a part of something mm-hmm. versus actually being a part of it. It's like I want to be wanted. I just don't want to be there. Exactly. It's like I want you to want me – but I don't really that's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. Um, so um, I also think um, like traveling like on vacation, like a perfect day on vacation is when you do and see a whole bunch of stuff. And yes. You're exhausted at the end of the day. Yes. And then you spend the next day doing, doing absolutely exactly. nothing. It's one of those things like uh, I always wonder why people get really fancy hotel rooms. Because if you're, if you're right. vacationing, you – the hope is that you're, you're not, only sleeping in the hotel room. Right. As long as there's a comfortable bed with no bed bugs, you should be good. Yeah. When I was in Japan, the we got like a traditional Ryokan uh, style hotel room, which is, you know, a, co- a closet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually still pretty dang expensive. Uh, but I like the idea of literally it's just a place that you can sleep. Right. Which, I mean, I think that's good for most hotels. Yeah. There's, um, in Europe in general, most hotel rooms are significantly smaller than what we get in the U.S. Yeah. Because it's really, there's a bed and there's a bathroom. Yeah. You yeah. don't need a desk. You don't need no. a closet. You don't need, I mean, some of them I Chairs. Yeah. Lots of chairs. An right. unnecessary amount of chairs. They're, they're starting to get that those kind of hotels in New York now just because there's no room. I just want a tube. You can just slide in the tube. There's a, there are hotels in Japan that are like sleeping in a drawer. Yes, that was. Is that I, something I was thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, that that would actually be terrifying. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I'd get um, very claustrophobic. I'm not a dead person. Don't put me in a morgue. Right. All right. So I didn't even. I mean, yeah. So I guess you kind really of answered the the answer, and I think the answer is probably for most people, except for those weird ones that are oddly ambitious, is uh, sleeping all day. Just having. Actually, I won't even say sleeping all day. It's having the ability to just do whatever the hell you want. Right. And also having the ability to do nothing if you so choose. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, have no, having no obligations right. that day. Right. The day can be whatever you want it to be. And I'm going to go one step further. Not only having no obligations that day, but knowing you don't have any tomorrow either. That's a huge one. Yes. I've always, I've always felt that we need a three-day weekend because you need the first day to unwind the second day to just enjoy yourself, and then the third day knowing, all right, I gotta Get work back the into next. It. Yeah, because there's always for me, it's it's like Saturday. You're just like, I don't want to do anything because I'm exhausted from yes. the week, and then Sunday it's like, oh crap, tomorrow's Monday. Yep. Or if you're me, you think tomorrow is you know, going to be Sunday, and then the next day is Memorial Day weekend, and you uh, realize you're a week off. I'm a week off, and, and all the plans I had made for this three-day weekend don't make any sense anymore. And the only reason you know that is because you joked around with somebody that said they're going to be at work on Monday. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they're like, what are you talking about? It's, I turns out I quit. Yep. No. Um, um, all right. But yeah, that's, that's my idea of the perfect day is just yeah. no obligations whatsoever. Yeah, that's a good one. 
So, all right. Question five. We are making progress slowly but surely. Well, oh, I mean, what, lo- what, what, what a level of love are we at? Uh, uh, you know what? You said some good things. We agreed on that whole... I feel like I'm back to 50, maybe. Oh, I was going to give you 55. I'll give you okay. 55. Yes. All right. You're, um, you're being a little needy. That's okay. Hey, 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 hey. Um, when did you last sing to yourself? When was the last time you sang to somebody else? I don't think I've ever sang to anybody else. Never did karaoke? Hell, I, that's not necessarily singing. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. dissect the que- the phrase. Yeah. Sing well, okay, so so last time I sing to myself, I honestly I sing to myself every day. I sing literally while we were driving in the car. I was singing a song that I've stuck in my head. Were you? Yes. Yeah, I I sing to myself in the shower. Yeah. I hum to myself. I constantly. I will make songs that are have different lyrics. All of the lyrics are Bopka. That is my dad's name. <laughs> Like, seriously, I'll just add Bopkin to the lyrics. I can't think of a good song. Ooh, I do a... There's a poem, um, Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too, uh, Shel Silverstein. Oh, okay. Um, and I actually know the whole po- poem, but I can... Well, I, you don't recite it, because that's copyrighted information, and we'll get destroyed. I Do you think so, the whole thing, you think? Eh, whatever. Probably. Anyways, so it's it goes, Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too, went no, for... No! We're going to get canceled! No, we're not. <laughs> Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too, went for a ride in a flying shoe, and then it goes on beyond that, and... Jeff is afraid we're gonna get in trouble. I really don't think we will. They're but, coming right now. They're knocking yeah, on that door. Yeah. But but I, I I can pronounce it bopkily 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 boo went for a ride in a flying shoe, and I can add that bopka to that explains why you have that flying shoe. Ah yes, that is currently floating around our heads. Yeah, if only it's we had a video, video podcast. So yeah, I sing to myself all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty common thing to now, do. Now to someone else, do you see that as karaoke because you are singing to other people, or do you see it as a serenading somebody if you will so i would more interpret it as having the courage to sing in public is also more interesting how about you're singing to yourself and there are people around and i mean if that's the case yourself i was gonna say if that's the case and that was literally minutes ago right like i guarantee while i'm doing work and i have headphones on i'm yes or even when i don't have headphones on i have a song stuck in my head yeah um I haven't done karaoke in a really long time. Now, if you're going with Serenade, I don't think I've ever in my life no. sung to somebody with the intent of wooing them. Yeah. Never. Ever. Although, uh, I will say I did do karaoke with the explicit um, idea of wooing somebody. That's different, though. Yeah. A little bit. It was more along the lines of, I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, thing that you're doing together. Should, right. Exactly. So. It's more of like a date type thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, but I wanted to kind of trail back to you saying Babka. Uh, do you ever make up your own songs entirely? Like melody, rhythm, lyrics, all that kind of stuff. In a very, very small way on some level, like a like a, like a little random jingle or something, sure, if sure. you will, but definitely not like a full blown Okay, so this song. is this is definitely where we differ. Because when I'm in the shower, I'm like making choruses and and verses and all that kind of stuff. And the instant I'm, while I'm in that shower, I'm like, "Oh, this is great! I should totally write." And the instant I leave, I'm like, "That was not a good yeah. idea." Yeah. So I think the difference would be is um, I recognize when things are horrible before they start. Oh no, no, my song, all the songs I come up with are brilliant. Of course, I just are. forget them immediately. Oh, you forget them? Yes. I thought you were saying you walked out of the shower and realized, "Oh my god, that was terrible." No, I, actually, I think what's Interesting is, um, since I don't have much of a visual component to my thinking process, uh, I have a very strong musical component to my thinking. It, almost any song I listen to can be, like, if I listen to a song more than three times, I'll know most of the song, like, word for word. Um, and then if uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Melodies, harmonies, all that kind of stuff just yeah. get stuck in my head. Actually, that's an interesting question. So when you are, what? No, I'm just thinking if I've ever... Tried to make a song on your yeah, own? Yeah, like I've definitely... I feel like I've pulled things from different songs maybe or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. definitely... I've done that too. Yeah, um, but... But like I've also explicitly been like, I'm going to try to make a uh, an elevator music beat today. Yeah. Um, definitely have not done that. So here's my question. When you're... When you have a song stuck in your head and you're listening to it in your head, does it sound exactly like it sounds? Yes and no. So what te- what happens is I'll have a song stuck in my head. Uh-huh. And for a while, it, as far as I can tell, it sounds exactly like what I thought what it was it or expect. And then over time, it's as just... it starts to fade, it loses something. Sprinklers. Ah, uh, Sprinklers. That will be the noise that you guys hear for a little bit. Yeah, Unless, are you going to pause gonna... it? No, oh. I don't know if it'll pick it up or not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Maybe. if you hear some weird hissing sounds like this, that's Jeff the sprinklers. Jeff is not helping the, uh, helping the situation now. That's my goal. Um, so, like, I definitely... At over time, it becomes, a... like, fuzzy? Is that yeah, it kind of gets fuzzy, or... So there's definitely times where you, like, have the lyrics correct in your head and you're able to sing it to yourself with the right lyrics. And then you kind of start forgetting the lyrics and then you're either making lyrics up or you start to, like, forget a little bit of the tune. Sure, sure, sure. So basically, I guess the difference is when you have a song stuck in your head, is it the artist who originally sang it singing it in your head or is it you singing the song in your head? Usually... I think it's usually the artist on some level, like obviously not perfectly so, but oh, definitely God, this is a whole another topic we could talk about. Yeah, just the voice in your head. Is the voice in your head your voice? Do you have a voice in your head like that? Yes. Okay. And I think it's my voice. The, your your internal monologue. Yeah. I'm not actually crazy. I don't hear too many voices. No. Um, I mean, and then the the other question I always wanted, I always like to ask is, uh, can you change the volume of the voice in your head? On some level, I have definitely had moments where um, the voice in my head is very prominent. I wouldn't necessarily volume is a, is a. I mean, no, not the it, right word for it necessarily. But okay, um, can you have your voice in your head scream, or is it just going ah? The silence is because he's currently contemplating voices in his head. I think I could make the voice in my head scream. Scream or just literally make the sound that you make when you're onomatopoeing scream. Onomatopoeing? I don't know if um, you can verb, verb that thing. Is that called an adjourned? I don't know. Oh. Um, that's a really tough one because I can hear a scream, like an actual like scream, but there's no volume. Right. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? The brain is strange. Yeah. Uh, before Anyways. we get way too deep down into that question, which... Definitely, we need to write down as a future topic. Right. Um, we should move on. So we did Perfect Day, did singing to ourselves. Question six is a pretty long one. Um, Which was question six? Question six. If you were to, oh, yes. if you were to live to the age oh, of 90 an and uh, retain either body or mind of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want, body or mind? Yeah, so basically... You reach the age of 90, 
you can either have your body revert back to a thirty year old not not revert back. It's the instant you hit thirty from those that from thirty to ninety. Oh you yes, keep you're the right. body yes. of a thirty year old, or you or keep, you keep the, the mind of a thirty year old. So. So I have an answer. I don't know if you have one. I have a very distinct. I have go for it. So I would very much pick the body because, and this is going to sound weird, because honestly, if you had asked me a couple years ago, I would have said absolutely the mind. Which is funny because I'm a couple years younger, and I'd say mind. The reason being is I've seen my grandparents. Oh. And my grandfather, who just turned ninety-eight, still sharp as a tack. But his body has completely collapsed on him, and he is miserable. He is... So are you taking body with the assumption that you would probably be able to keep the sharpness of your mind? Or at least more or less? No. So I'm going to flip over to my grandmother, who has dementia. She's 90. She'll be 94 in a couple of weeks. Um, Dang, congrats. Yeah. Grandma Pinsker. Blessing and a curse. Um, So grandfather's 98, grandmother's 94. I got some genes in me. Um, for better or worse. Fingers crossed. Um, so my grandmother, she's got dementia at this point. Um, she's not like fully gone, but her short term memory is kind of shot, but her body's still in pretty decent shape. Wow. So you, you literally have examples of both of these things. Exactly. Which is why I look at my grandmother and she doesn't remember what she did yesterday, but she's in a much happier place. Than my grandfather, who remembers everything, and this is going to get a little dark. He just wants to die at this point. Yeah. And I think if my grandmother was in a right place of mind, I think she'd be feeling somewhat the same way. Hmm. So it's a really tough one because at the same time, I look at my grandmother who can't remember what she did yesterday or sometimes forgets that she's still in a nursing home and it's it's tragic but she doesn't know that. Well, the, I guess huh, that's okay, you, you may not have changed my mind entirely, but you did give me something to think about, yeah. which is the fact that one of the th- again, I am 29, so this question mm-hmm. is a little bit less to right. home whatever what's the phrase that uh hits, hits, close hit, to hit, home. Yeah, hits close to home. Um, that one we can agree on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, idioms for the win. Yeah. Um, and so I, one of the things I do hear from the elderly generation is that someday you just wake up and you hurt and you don't know why. Yeah. And it's I, I imagine it would kind of suck to be trapped in a body that can no longer can do uh, register your commands, right? Mm-hmm. Your mind is perfect and knows exactly what it should be doing, but your body is sluggish and Right, broken. it's like being trapped inside, which... Almost would feel claustrophobic to me. Interesting. Ah, um, uh, see, uh, but it's so hard because yeah. my like the thing that I care I, for I people to know. I agree with you entirely. Like my mind is very important to me. Yeah, but okay. I think so far this is probably one of the more difficult questions. This is definitely one of the more uh, philosophical ones. Yeah. Um, now there is potentially the loophole that if you have the body of a thirty-year-old, does your mind stay that way as well? You know, I, w- I want to. The thing about this question, I think, is entirely, do you want your body or your mind? Right. It's a, and it's the, an the tough or. one is, is you can kind of look at, you know, as you get older, like there is a progression of the body. Uh-huh. The mind does not follow that same progression. Oh. So. That's a loophole. I know. It's kind of a loophole. Like you could have 
like my grandfather has the mind of a 98 year old he's 98 and he's still sharp as a tack yeah but that's still the mind of a 98 year old so what i was i was just gonna say is i'd pick mind because if you have enough motivation you can keep your body in good shape to a certain point to a certain, he's broken both his hips oh, he, well. you know like he didn't have much choice there he chip tripped and yeah, like, yeah that yeah. happens um or, you know, you could say maybe we'll get to a point where we just have biotic bodies. I mean, honestly, the thing about this question that I'm personally would be okay with is living to the age of 90. I'll take that. That's true, too. I mean, either way. Uh, I'm honestly torn on that now, too, seeing my grandparents. 90, you know, they were doing good and, and they were 90. It's been since then. It's been. Well, so what's going to be but, interesting is at some point we will advance in medicine far enough that once you get to 90, people will be like, oh, yeah, you'll live to, like, 120. Right. And then yeah. once you get to 120, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can totally live to 150. Yeah. And you'll just keep progressing, and then you're immortal. Right. Uh, yeah. um, Maybe one of these days. What, what was uh, that? Um, Traeger from uh, Parks and Rec, I think. His – Chris Traeger? Oh, Chris uh, Pratt? No, no Traeger. Oh, Chris um, Traeger. Um, is it Chris Tra- Yeah, it's Chris – Chris Trigger is the guy's uh, the the character's name. Right. The actor is uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. It's, is it Chris? Trigger? It's Chris Trigger. I feel like it's the wrong name. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I, I, I watch Parks and Rec, and you'll yes. know what we're talking about. Uh, um, basically, the quote is the first person to live forever. You know, it doesn't matter. Quotes are stupid. Yeah. Um. um go to seven. Uh, yeah, I think. What is seven? Seven is, ah, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I don't. I really have no idea. And I, I'm really okay with that. I was going to say, I have some statistically good hunches. Here it is, Chris Traeger. I don't know why. I, I told you it was Chris Traeger. I don't know why that sounds wrong. Anyways. Because it's Chris Traeger. Yeah. It's literally the best actor on that show. Literally. Literally. That's a joke because it's what he says all the time. It's, yes. Um, um, but yeah, do you have a secret hunch uh, so what I was going to say is, I mean, ain't no secret, I weigh 300 and some pounds. There's some pretty good odds here I know how that's going to end. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying and, to fix it, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I've got, I got high cholesterol and some other potential genetic things, but. Yeah, same. Um, that genetic past is no great. I mean, I guess if I was going to say, do I have a hunch, my hunch would be hopefully of old age, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Just um, some sort of muscle failure. Not muscle. Yeah, uh, I definitely am failure. not the type of person who has the vision of going to die in a plane accident or something no, like that. No, no. Um, yeah. Also, you know, I'm still in that age where I'm essentially immortal. So, yeah, I don't expect to die in any of those kind of ways. Um, Nothing unexpected. Yeah. Okay, you need to read question eight because it's really amusing. We, we'll get to that first. I, 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 damn it. Um, Did I? You said – there was something you said that hit on a different question. Um, oh, okay. On the, on the same idea of hereditary. Heret, hereditary? Hered, whatever. Heredit. Inherited problems. Yeah, heredity. Have you ever – or would you ever take one of those like uh, twenty one and twenty three and me? Oh, you did do a twenty. I did not tell you this. Maybe you did tell me this, but there's two different types. Though there's the like genealogy, and then there's the, uh, the medical ones. Yeah, genetics. so um, genetic mark genetic markers. So I did. So both my I did, and both my parents did, and um, I did just the like the genealogical side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the option of doing the genetic um, defect side, if you will. Sure. Um, I think my mom did both. 
Um, I think both. I think my parents actually did both, and they genetic stuff, genetic defect stuff. They didn't really have any or anything like. Oh, that's good. I mean, you know, there's stuff, but there's not like your child is going to have this or whatnot. Sure, sure. Um, but it's definitely something I've thought about just because. So, this is kind of funny. So I'm Jewish. As um, we've said in the last... Did we say that in the last one? We definitely episode? said it in the last one. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll briefly cover this very quickly. There are... There's a... I don't even know how to describe it, but there's a, a type of Judaism called Ashkenazi. And then the other type is Sephardic. And they can very much be traced genetically. Uh-huh. And um, in a lot of the genetic things, Ashkenazi Jew is one of the genetic groups. My dad came back 99.5% Ashkenazi Jew, which if you know Jews and looked at him, you would not be surprised at all. What's funny is... Sorry, I've, stereotype. I was going to say, uh, I've never met your dad, but based on what you just said, I can imagine what he probably looks like. He looks very similar to me in a lot of ways. But um, And I think I came back, I was like 89% Ashkenazi Jew, which just having that kind of just basically tells you all you really need to know. <laughs> As as, a, as somebody Jewish, you're like, yep, that really makes a lot of sense. So um, I guess uh, leading into that question, my personal opinion is I I think the genealogy side would be interesting. I think knowing the genetic markers is something I'd rather not know. Yeah, it's a bit of it's a it's a double edged sword because on the one hand, um, so in Judaism again there is a um, is it Casax? There's a disease called Casax that if you have that genetic marker, if both parents have that genetic marker your kid is going to die, basically. Dang! Like, you can be a carrier and you're going to be fine, but if both, both parents carriers. have it, both carriers... I, I can't remember all the details, but... So, like, in that case, yeah, I'd want to know if I carried that gene. Yeah, okay. Where, where it's, it's a gene that it doesn't affect you, but it could affect your offspring. Oh, yeah, that is... He's currently showing me a picture of his dad, and yes, it's just an older him. Yeah. Um, um, anyways. Yeah, I can agree with that. That, that, that actually seems sensible. Like, um, not necessarily these are the bad genes you have that are going to kill you, just, but more along the lines of... These are the ones that you would want to know before procreating. Right, exactly. And this, actually, this is actually a really crazy story. So, their um, Orthodox Jewish communities can tend to be very insular, and um, in Judaism you're not supposed to marry outside of Judaism, so... Oh, it's no good. The, the genetic pool gets a little small quickly. A bit sparse. Yes, um... There's a reason why Jews have a lot of genetic issues. In any case, there was a, uh, um, a Jewish community uh, upstate New York, very insular, and they were having rampant disease. I mean, really bad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they were going to be wiped out within a generation. Oh, dear. And they um, hired a new head rabbi who was a member of the community. And before he let anybody get married, he had them genetically tested to make sure that they weren't going to... So how controversial was this choice? You know what was interesting? Because he was a member of the community, uh, it was not controversial. Sure. And he saved the community. Had it been an outsider, it probably would have been a very different story. Interesting. But like the community was aware enough that, oh my God, we're going to not exist in the, you know 50 years. Yeah. So, anyways... So, uh, consider that we're coming up on about 43 minutes. Oh, are we? Wow. All yeah. Right. Or at least according to my watch. Um, and we haven't caught anything from this one, so yeah, no. it's going to be about what it is. Yeah. I think we'll end on end on number eight, um, which I agree is a pretty interesting one. So remember, just to recap everything, we are t- currently going through the uh, 36 questions that lead to love. And this is the first question that I think uh, 
you know, it would probably be like a lovey-ish thing, if you will, not just like a, fa- a fun philosophical question to think about. Yeah, this is the one that's most relevant to that topic of yeah. uh, leading to... And, you know, we're probably building up... All it is is, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Well, if we consider Jeff my partner, which he's a friend. I don't really say he's a partner. I'm but, hurt. All right. We, we have actually quite a few things in common. Yeah, probably more than we should in some yeah. cases. We both like cats. Well... We both like games. Yes. We both like movies. Yeah. Well, me more than you, but you liked it. We've seen we've seen three movies the past three weeks. You've seen four. I've seen four. This is true. Um, um, and actually, I didn't like watching movies until you started watching movies and asking me to go to them. Yeah, then I it became it. more entertaining. Yeah. We um, are both totally okay with doing nothing at times. Yes, also true. We're both introverts. Yeah. I, I mean, really, we're both nerds yeah. in our own respective yeah. ways. Uh, you you definitely are more movies than I am. I'm definitely yeah. more games than you yeah, are. Definitely. Um, um, I definitely probably more music. I'm not entirely sure about that one. Depends. I mean, how music. many Rihanna songs do you know by heart? Okay, so good music versus just music. Are you calling Rihanna bad music? I'm not saying she's bad. I'm just saying she's kind of eh. insulting. Yeah. Well, I listen to good music. I'm oh yeah, was that Chopin? No. I don't even know what that is. Is that classical? Yeah, I, okay, good. Classical. It it's could have been literally anything. No, I'm like... Honestly, sounds kind of like a car part. Oh, man, the Chopin's loose. It does kind of sound like a car part. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Anyways. Um, it's right under the beef oven. All right, so since we're almost out of time, I'm going to read through the next 30... No, next 20. No, 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 no. No, we're not going to read through the next questions. No, no. What we're, we're going to do... We're going to save this for the next one? Yeah, this, is, this will be labeled part one... Of the love questions. All right. All and right. then whenever we get to the point where we're like, ah, I'm tired. I don't really – can't think of a good topic. We'll go to part – We'll just continue on with part two. All right. Starting so we're going to have to nine. make a, a, a note of where we stopped. Part nine. Question, question nine. Question nine, yes. Yeah. And I will uh, I'll copy the website. Yeah, so we'll have that in there. Uh, um, that's But good. We, we do have to finish with our, our ending tradition, which of course is the final, final word. The final word. All right. And this time is uh, Aaron's final word yes. for me. The final word – is gliriform. Gliriform. Glir- yeah, gliri or gliriform. Just gliriform. 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 Well, we have the word leery in there, and to leer is to like you know gaze at awkwardly, and form gliriform. Uh, kind of like chloroform. So probably has something to do with a look that could kill. You know you. Are, you were almost on the right path, actually. And then I just took a 180? God, like, you actually, you started out and you actually... Uh, dang it, I, I know okay. O-Form is definitely something I've, I know Well, of. so actually, think of it less... Um, so you had leery as, like, gazing or leering at something. Uh-huh. Had, okay, form, don't think of form as, like, chloroform. Think of just form. What is a form? Form. Like a shape? Yeah. Is it your eyeball shape? No. Oh. Okay, well, so what? What is a what is a gliria form? Resembling a rodent. How was I even remotely close? Because you had leering, like leering at something. Oh, leering resembling, at the form, like looking. Oh, yeah. resemble. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I mean okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Close sure. for a moment, I suppose. Well, um, uh, I guess that's it. That, that was the final word. Indeed. All right. Until next time. I, I guess there's a lot more final words. Adieu. We're never going to have just one final word. No, but I'm going to stop it right now. Final word.